0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day— all bills, all the time, and now Matt Bovet and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long because it's always
1: game day in Buffalo. All right, I was going to say two words, Matt Bovet here, ready? James Cook, okay.
2: go ahead. <laughs> I, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was do- dominant. Doesn't another- even. Dominant doesn't do it justice. I love the way that Ed Oliver put it. I asked Ed and Greg Rousseau after the game just because, you know, they've got a front row seat on the sideline. What did you see from your vantage point? And Ed Oliver, I loved what he said. He was like, it felt like every play was the same thing. James Cook, 10-yard gain. James Cook, 10-yard gain. James Cook, 10-yard gain. I saw, I saw a post from somebody that said, if you took out James Cook's two longest runs, he still averaged more than six yards a carry. Like six point two yards a carry, and then when you also see what he did in the passing game, what do you have? Like two hundred and twenty combined total yards, or something? Yeah. 221 Like that's absurd. I mean, that's a historically good game. It's the first time somebody has had that for the Bills since what two thousand nine.
1: Yeah, And it's the first time I believe. Could be wrong here. I was listening to the post game on our um, our station WGR Sports Radio five fifteen and I believe Bulldog said. It's the first time since Thurman Thomas in the 90s someone had over 200 total yards for the Bills and included a rushing and receiving TD.
2: Okay, that sounds right. I think the last time a Bills running back had gone over 200 yards rushing was Fred Jackson in the he last game of the was that no no no? He didn't do the whole touchdown receiving, rushing touchdown. No no so, yeah, no. I mean, James Cook didn't have 200 yards rushing though. He had. No I, no I know. I'm just I'm just saying like he was so close to that that it started. Oh to, yeah. I heard people talking about that stat not because yet. it was like oh it might get to that point, but that happened because Fred Jackson was on the verge of a thousand yards and they fed him the ball so he could actually oh, yeah. get past a thousand yards. Like that's not what was happening for James Cook. He was just so efficient in this game, and I think the most impressive thing about it was. Everybody knew he was getting the ball. They just kept going and going and going to him, and he just kept getting chunk plays, six yards, seven yards, five yards. It it never felt like they could. So kudos to him, but also kudos to the line because some of the lanes that they were making for him were pretty ridiculous. You're right.
1: You're right. I mean, the offensive line was terrific in this game, the way that they you know, just dominated up front. And let's think about this for a second, okay? Mm -hmm. Micah Parsons, I understand he's mostly like, Use like His his big thing is he's a pass rusher, but he's on the field a lot because he's great. plays great in every area. He really puts up the pass rush numbers. Micah Parsons in this game, two assisted tackles, zero solo tackles, zero sacks, zero tackles for loss, zero quarterback hurries. I mean, you talk about doing a job on the other team's best player. We just talked about how they covered CeeDee Lamb. I mean, the job they did at Micah Parsons was awesome. That's the offensive line. That's yeah. offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. That's offensive line coach, Aaron Cromer. I mean, the communication to be able to, you know, know where he is on every play is is the first part, but then it's the execution and he did nothing in this game. Offensive line was completely dominant. James Cook's vision and, well, his burst is amazing, but yeah. I think his his, envision, his vision and his patience are just incredible to me. When he knows when to speed up, he knows when to slow down. Knows where and when to move his body. It's it's pretty awesome to watch.
2: To me, it's his balance. Like what he can do when he is off balance and still move forward, get some extra yards. I think a good example of it is the second touchdown he had, the long rushing touchdown, where he kind of gets clipped low, but he's able to stay on his feet and then get the yards after contact. And it's not the yards after contact that I think most people probably think of. When you hear yards after contact, most people think like a guy plowing somebody over and falling forward and getting two or three more yards. For somebody like James Cook, it's like him getting hit and – Having the awareness and the elusiveness to kind of stay on his feet and continue to kind of use that momentum to move forward. Contact he's just balance. a really, yeah, contact balance. I mean, he's a really elusive, shifty guy. James Cook has become their like the guy. I mean, he's averaging like 5.1 yards a carry, he's about to hit a thousand yards. He's a, certainly a threat in the passing game more so than they have had probably since LaShawn McCoy. So he kind of checks all the boxes. He'll never be, or at least I don't think, probably never be a goal line guy. He's going to be somebody, if you have in fantasy football, there's going to be times when you get frustrated because he might not get those short yarded situations. Right now they bring in Latavius Murray or they use Josh Allen or they bring in Ty Johnson for those. But it is very clear he has emerged and kind of proven that he will be the feature back on this team. And that's not only exciting in the short term, but also exciting in the long term because you have him for two more years on an incredibly cost-controlled contract for a team that needs playmakers offensively.
1: Yeah, because obviously you're paying Josh Allen a big number now after his rookie year, and now Mm -hmm. you have to find other ways to win. And listen, that's what they did because, you know, I mean, what I mean by that is you you can't always rely on Josh. And in this game, he had less than 100 yards passing. This is not an indictment on Josh Allen. He had like four drops, basically. What I'm saying is it says a lot about this team, and it's scary for the rest of the league the rest of the AFC especially, to see Josh Allen throw for less than 100 yards and the Bills to put up 31 on the Dallas Cowboys and win. Did
2: did you know that he's averaging in his career 5.3 yards a carry? Uh, Oh, I knew he was was over five
1: because he's always, yeah. He finished, Matt, if he would have had 18 more rushes last year, I think it was 11 more rushes. If he would have had 11 more rushes, he would have been the number one running back in yards per carry last year in the entire league.
2: Yeah, he's just – he's dynamic. I think that's the right word to use for him yep. is dynamic. And I'm sorry to go off of your point. But, yeah, if you would have told anybody before this game that Josh Allen was going to finish with the day that he – had just the stat line. Maybe not the two touchdowns, but this is how many passes and this is how many yards. I would have absolutely thought the Bills just got their doors blown off. I would have never thought that they committed to the run as much as they did in this game. But to their I mean, this is exactly the conversation we had with Brian before the game from Dallas. You know, Brian brought us. He came and joined us on our last podcast. And we said, What do you have to do to win the game? What do the Bills have to do to win the game? And he said, They have to dominate the line of scrimmage and run the ball. And if you can keep the Cowboys kind of in a close game and not let them get ahead, then that's when you can beat them. The Bills jumped out of the gate early and never even let them get within striking distance. That's right. The thing that was so impressive to me was like I talked about how everybody knew James Cook was going to run the ball at the beginning of the second half. The Bills defense gets a really big stop. They force a punt and then they go 15 plays down the field. It was an eight and a half minute drive. James Cook had his one lone mistake of the day dropping a ball, what probably would have put him in the end zone. But at that point, it was made it from 21 to three to 24 to three. And that was like, okay, they're going to win this game. Like they are not letting the Cowboys come back. They just took basically the entire third quarter off of the clock. And, you know, you've just sealed the game. So that's always that's always impressive when you can have success, even when everybody, including your opponent, knows what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, 12 plays, 72 yards, 11 plays, 71, 11 plays, 61, 15 plays, 65 yards, 6 plays, 62 yards. These drives were incredible with the Bills did they held the ball for over 35 minutes. So it wasn't always rainbows, though, for the offense. Stephon Diggs had an amazing one-handed catch. He also Unreal. had a drop early on in the game, and Unreal. he only caught four balls for 48 yards. You also had zero catches once again for Gabe Davis. And Dalton yeah. Kincaid had two very uncharacteristic drops as only two targets of the game. So it wasn't all perfect for the Bills, but that's it's kind of, in a way, a good thing, right? Because, again, they didn't have to be perfect. They weren't perfect, and they still won this game by dominating. Now, it, A lot of times this year, they make one or two critical mistakes, and that's what cost them the game, Matt. In this yeah. one, they made a few mistakes, and it didn't matter because they played so well.
2: No, it's one of those like pick your poison, right? If you're a defense going up against the Bills, everybody always says you try and take away what the other team is best at, right? So if you're the Bills and you are getting ready to play them, and you're, or excuse me, or if you're an opponent and you're getting ready to play the Bills, most people are going to say their best player is Josh Allen and their second best player is Stefan Diggs. We are going to make sure that those guys do not beat us. Now the Bills are proving that if you do that, they will have success running the ball. And then periodically take chances down the field and try and take shots and just, you know, kind of keep you honest. Or if you're let's say the Chargers, for example, and you're like, man, James Cook just had 221 all-purpose yards. We need to make sure that we do not let that guy take over a game. Guess what? Right. It's gonna lead to favorable matchups for guys like Gabe Davis and Dalton Kincaid. Stephon Diggs is always going to garner the attention. But in a game like today, I don't even really make much of all of the other guys because this was very clearly I don't even know if it was the game plan, but it's what they shifted to. And that's why I'm like, no, it's not a big – like. I don't think there's anything wrong with – I mean, Gabe Davis had one target to never catch. Dalton Kincaid, two targets, no catch. Khalil Shakir, one target. I mean, Josh threw the ball 15 times. He had seven completions. It's not a surprise that there's guys who are not on the stat sheet. He only completed seven passes. And four of them were to digs. Two of them – I mean, three players caught passes in this game for the Bills. Think about that three different players.
1: That's it. I mean, yeah. Josh Allen's stat line was not very good from a stat line perspective. 7 of 15, 94 yards. He had a quarterback rating of 89.3. But he didn't turn the ball over. The Bills didn't turn the ball over. That was a big deal, Matt. They didn't turn the ball over in this game. The Bills got to Dak Prescott on a turnover. They should have had a couple. A couple were dropped, but Christian Benford did. Dak Prescott only 21 of 34 for just 134 yards. A lot of that in the very ending of garbage time. A rating of 57.7. Not turning the ball over was a big deal for the Bills, and they did win the turnover battle with their own interception.
2: Yeah, but I will say this. like You look at the stat line, and this is so, like, it doesn't matter because they won the game so much. 7-15, he probably should have been 10-15. They had three drops. Kincaid had two drops, and Diggs had a drop. So... If it's 10 of 15, that's 66% completion percentage. I don't think anybody's like, oh my, not that anybody's going to. Tomorrow morning, you're going to turn on the talk shows. You're going to turn on the national whatever. Actually, by the time you're listening to this, this probably already all happened. Nobody's talking about Josh Allen having a bad game. Nobody's talking about Josh Allen having a good game. They're talking about, hey, look, the Bills found a way to beat a team that a lot of people thought was one of the best in the NFL. And I think now the Bills have kind of reminded everybody of like, hey, look, we're still around. The the thing that I thought of a lot today before the game was how the last time the Bills played the Cowboys, it was like their arrival. That was in 2019 on Thanksgiving. And it felt like that's kind of when they burst onto the national stage of being like a very legitimate team in this league. And I think once again against the Cowboys, they kind of proved to everybody that they are still here. Like they're still a team that you do not want to see in the play. If you're any of those teams in the playoffs, you were really hoping. The Bills do not make it because you would be terrified to play the Bills compared to the Colts, or the Texans, or the Steelers, or the Browns. Like, like you, you want nothing to do with the Bills, and that's why I said at the beginning of the pod, like I really think if they get in, they could go on a run.
1: For sure, no doubt about it. The Bills with a dominating win in this game. It's a good segue into talking about what happened around the league, and let's answer some of your questions here on the pod.